Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I'm here with the lovely Ashley Kotlosser. <laughs> she doesn't want any, any. It's okay. You can do it. <laughs> there you go. I would not it's want one, to take Adam's fun away. It's my one not. joy that, that yes, I have on, I know. on I know. Monday. I, I look forward to that every it's Every what week. keeps him going. <laughs> let the boy it's have what his keeps charm. him going. So let, let him have his fun. Let, let the boy have his charm. <laughs> <laughs> I only got one button I use on this oh, thing. Goodness. So <laughs> until until Arthur programs. Yeah, we got to mm-hmm. program it a little bit. Arthur can throw some fun things in there. So yeah. originally we thought we were going to be Ashley list today. I thought so too. I thought so too. I did not have a voice like two days ago. It was really bad. Yeah. It was like. That's pretty good impression of it. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. We lost. I lost the voice, and then I found it. So it was actually (laughs) in one of the cupboards I I never use. I keep like the extra um, band aids and tape in there. That's where it was at. It was like pushed to the back. The high cupboard. Yeah, I got a funny high cupboard story. I want to tell it. Funny high cupboard story. So so Kimber and me are about the same height. We're like exactly the same height, but her arms I think are like one inch longer than mine or something. Mm-hmm. And so she puts the shaker cups like in the top. She's gonna she doesn't know this. She's gonna look at this and laugh. She puts the shaker cups like right at the very top cupboard. We have these like really high cupboards at the house. And they're like just tall enough where she can get it get them, but they're just far enough away from me where when I try to get them, I'm just knocking them down because they're oh. like I can't get my fingers like she's like an inch taller than me. That inch is everything. <laughs> And I'm just knocking them over, and I'm embarrassed to, like, I was, like, embarrassed to tell her, hey, you put the cups up too high for me. <laughs> now, now the whole world is. It's, a funny, it's too funny of a story not to tell. So, yeah, I have cover, I have shaker cups, like, fall, every time I try to get, get them, I have to either, like, like jump to get it, or uh, they'll just fall all over. You know, I have a little stool that I use <laughs> so for, for these occasions. They're, like, they're like $8 on Amazon. They're really handy, and they fold up, and, you know, just yeah, use it. Like, Either so, that or just like climb like, on the counters, I feel like too. I'm eight years old. It's so embarrassing. Oh. I know. Well, but it's just an arm thing. We're the same height everywhere else. So. <laughs> well, so funny. it gets the job done, though, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I have a voice today. I sound almost normal I'm a little nasally and if you guys notice maybe during this podcast I might go under the table to blow my nose and that's what I'm doing so <laughs> if I like jump out of frame or whatever for a second that's what I'm doing but maybe I won't need that but uh, yeah a lot of people got sick at the Olympia what is up with that everyone got so sick at the many Olympia. people I you know I don't know how I didn't get it I mean I'm glad that it happened after Olympia not before Uh, I was taking a week off from the gym anyway, but I didn't expect my meat to be so bad because I was sick, you know? So it's like a double whammy. It's like my calories increased, no working out, and I was just sitting around all day. But luckily, my check-in was decent. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually lost weight. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, Um, You know, so I guess that's good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I feel better today. feel better. And yeah, so... Yeah, I think I had, this is the most, every time there's a big show, like an expo, people get like a little sick cough, whatever, here or there, you know, but this is the first time I've ever seen like everyone get like a flu or something. Like it's crazy how much, I mean, literally 50% of the people that were there, it's, it's nuts. So I I said, Adam, we're, this probably created its own new strain, like (laughs) bodybuilder strain of, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Flu, who knows what it was, (laughs) Um, but you know. 
But go, but you know what? This brings up a, a important topic, which is the winter, right? Winter, People it is more winter. S- more sick in the winter sometimes, right? It seems yeah. to be the thing. And what do, what do people also do in the winter, Ashley? Build snowmen. I guess that was a very wide answerable question. But what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we could just keep going with this or I could just talk about the topic. Because <laughs> if I asked again, she would be like, drink hot chocolate. So, okay. Today's talk podcast is about people gaining weight in the winter, right? Yes. And what do we call it? What was it called? Winter, winter weight gain. Winter weight gain. Woes. Was, winter woes. Yeah. Winter weight gain woes. And I think uh, this is a fun topic because I think we can so go into. Fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so much fun. So much. I think it's fun. I have fun with these. I have fun with every podcast. Topic. Yeah. You know what? I do appreciate that you're fighting the good fight and being here and not in your best uh feeling like you're not yes. feeling your best you know i'm you're feeling a, better though you're a warrior for the cause yes. i feel good mentally yes you're you a know? martyr for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> the people need the people need me they do <laughs> not, really. <laughs> not really they need their monday fix of ashley so um i didn't want to deprive the people you know what the people the people are very happy with you so <laughs> all right so um and also guys i put out this uh q a thing because we didn't think that ashley was going to be here i heard her on she sent me a voice note on saturday i thought she just was trying to get out of the podcast and just got some like homeless 80 year old man <laughs> to send me a voice note <laughs> because it's, she sounded really bad. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think she'd be here. So I put this uh, Q&A out. Hey, ask me your Olympia questions. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that live. Um, we'll, we'll do those Q&A questions. So you can keep asking those questions on Instagram if you're there and um, or in this in the comment section of this video today. And I will get to those questions tomorrow, at least a lot of them. And I'll do this live around the same time tomorrow. But But going into Winter weight gain now. All right. So we got to go into why first. What are the reasons, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So I think, you know, start off, there's the obvious ones, right? Christmas was yesterday. Christmas, New Year's is coming up. Yeah. Lots of parties, lots of celebration, lots of family time, lots of cookie baking, lots of hot chocolate sipping, <laughs> lots of I knew it. I knew there was one stoffers <laughs> and chocolates and See the gingerbread wheels. men. I can see the wheels turning. I was like, no, she's not done. Gingerbread <laughs> houses are being built. Did you do any of that stuff this no. year? No. No. Okay. I mean, I baked I baked Hugo some some treats. That's cool. You know, but I didn't really have much. You know the um Sam's Sam's the best baker. She's like awesome all the awesome recipes. She's gonna be releasing a book soon on it. I think maybe in this year it'll be out, but it always I mean, like, this year ends in six days. Oh, so. in 23, I guess I should say. Okay. Okay. So, so there's that. That's part of, the, obviously, the weight gain is the food. And then the lower activity. And then the, oh, well, it's the holidays, and I'll do it after the holidays. And then it's the cold and being stuck inside. So it's mm-hmm. the lower activity, which you actually went through. Yeah. When you're sick, you can't really move around, or you have no desire to, to move around much. And even your normal walking um, for the Olympia prep was lower because of the, the weather was cold. I noticed that too, yeah. Like w- when it's summer out here and the weather's beautiful, which, you know what, we're lucky even in the winter, it's still beautiful weather, I guess. I mean, it's still sunny, but it is cold. A lot of people don't realize that even in the winter, uh, Vegas can be cold, okay? So, um, you know, don't let the desert fool ya. It gets cold here, yeah, and it does get cold enough to where I cannot walk to the gym. So usually in the summer when it's nice, I will walk to the gym for cardio. Um, and then, you know, I'll walk to the store 
I like to walk. But that's not really good in the winter because you get cold. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk about a lot is uh, neat. And that's what in, we call it, we just call it neat. We always say neat, like this term, like we just throw it around. And a lot of people, I, most people know it because we've listened to previous podcasts. But what neat is, is, is non-exercise activity induced thermogenesis, right? So basically means how many calories you burn just moving around throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Everything besides basically laying in bed is going to be like your neat calories. So get even just getting up and going to the refrigerator, that's extra calories burned. Um, walking to the gym like you did. So when it's cold, most people want to just preserve calories and just sit there and Absolutely. stay warm and stay bundled mm-hmm. up. And so you burn a lot less calories. And so that is one of the direct contributors to winter weight gain. Actually, yeah. probably the biggest, probably the biggest contributor. And I think it happens too, without even like realizing it as much, it can be something as simple as like, well, it's cold. So I'm going to find the closest parking spot in the in the parking lot versus like in the, when the weather's nice, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll park half a mile away. I don't care. You know? <laughs> so it, it starts to accumulate, um, you know, days and days it does accumulate. So, yeah. and I think too, that's that whole neat thing is something that a lot of people don't like, they really underestimate what that does for them on a daily basis and, and how it keeps them leaner. And so one of the things you've, everyone's heard it, I mean, and everyone heard it and everyone kind of believes it too, the the myth of, you know, they're like, well, as I got older, it was, I just started gaining weight when I got older. Oh, I'm, you know, 30 now. Oh, I'm 40 now. Oh, I'm whatever, right? And it's a lot different than when I was a teenager. And I'm like, well, there's no physiological reason why you just store more body fat as you're older. There's nothing that like happens where you just store body fat because now you're 40 than when you were 20. But the difference is there's two like main reasons for that. One of them is your need is significantly down from when you're, as you get older, you know? So, I mean, you could just think of it as like in the work field, right? Like when, even I can just give you an example of my work, right? I was a personal trainer on my feet for years and years, and now I'm like basically doing a desk job, right? Um, and as you work in, um, in any, like, you know, in most industries, you, that's kind of how it goes. Like you start off moving around a little bit more and you get to the top and you're sitting around a little bit more, but, um, but also in life, when you're a kid, you know, you're always running around, going out, hanging out with your friends. And then you get older into the work field and then your knee is significantly down. So even if you didn't change your eating, if, if you didn't change your eating habits at all, like you didn't eat, start eating worse, you just ate the same as when you did when you were younger, you were moving around a lot more when you're younger. And then the reason that you're gaining weight is because of that. The other reason that you could be gaining weight is because not for our audience, not for our listeners, but the other reason you could be gaining weight is that you're not doing anything to preserve your lean mass like you were when you were younger. So when you were younger, you might've played high school sports. You might've played, um, you just worked out more, whatever. Because you did less of that, you have less muscle and you have less muscle means you burn less calories throughout the day. You burn less calories throughout the day combined with less movement throughout the day and eating exactly the same, you gain weight. And then what do you do? You blame your age, right? But that's not the reality of what's happening. The reality is, is, is you're moving less. You have less muscle. It's not that you're older. So there's no physiological reason there are sometimes hormonal reasons, but you can get that figured out these days. But uh, for the most part, it comes down to moving less, eating the same. Not people generally have the same habits for long periods of time. Like they're kind of we're kind of creature of habits, right? You're like the same. I don't. I feel I'm the same. I've been eating the same for years. I don't really change. But the that is the one thing. So winter time, you know, if your steps go from ten thousand a day down to 4,000 a day, that's a pretty huge drop off. And that's what people are starting to see, like, you know, your weight gains. So Mm -hmm. the weight gains, we don't want them. So yeah, going back to like what you said about the eating habits, I will say this too. I mean, I, I think for me, I, 
my eating habits itself don't really change much between summer and winter, but what I'm craving uh, definitely does. For example, in the summer, I will cr- probably crave more like sweet, refreshing uh, items, whereas in the winter, most people will want fattier, saltier stuff. But like I said, I'm pretty content with my diet, so it doesn't like, you know, matter that much to me, but I know for a lot of people it does. And I will say uh, from my personal experience, I'll tell you this, I don't drink as much water in the winter time as I do in the summer because this is what happens. Like even room temperature water, if I drink it, I'm going to cool myself down a little bit. Um, we're Look, I'm drinking tea right now. <laughs> hot tea. That's an example. Like, I'm not going to drink like a gallon of hot tea or anything. But in the summertime, it's so much easier to get in that water intake because it's almost like you're like a little hot all the time. And you kind of want to cool yourself down. So I think a lot of people kind of do the same. They, they might not drink as much water in the wintertime or liquids um, versus like the, the summer where it's like so easy to get your gallon in, you know, because it's cool and refreshing. Um And I know a lot of people do often struggle, too, with, like, different types of cravings itself. Um, You know, they want something heartier and and saltier, perhaps, and fattier um, because it's kind of, like, cozy, warm, right, rather than light and refreshing. Like, most people don't crave watermelon in the wintertime, for example, right? They might crave, like... Oh, I want like beef stew or something, you know? Yeah. No, that actually makes a lot of sense too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny because you bring up a, you follow on a topic that is seldom discussed, but it's just part of like the, you know, the human body. But when, you know, if, if someone gets stuck like in a plateau um, and you find that they're sleeping with like really hot temperatures, one of the tricks, like these are the like advanced tricks these guys use is actually like lowering their sleeping temperatures because they'll burn more calories when they're colder. Isn't that mm-hmm. crazy? So I wonder, I wonder, and this is not just me thinking out loud here. I wonder if you drinking less water because you're colder or wetter already is because it's lowering your body's, uh, making it harder for your body's like temperature to maintain. And um, you're going to be burning more calories because of that. And I don't, I wonder if that has anything to do with like just that, like the regularity of that. Well, so, I think like we live in such controlled environments though, like we can adjust the heat, like, but... Yeah, that's a good point, though. I guess it depends on what you're doing. Like, are you outside working or you got to go outside at any point or are you staying inside all day? Who knows? Yeah, I wonder if like the neat has to do with just calorie preservation and you trying to stay warmer. Because I I wonder what that's I wonder if that's anything like just natural like our I always think I never try to think of things as like just what's happening. I try to think of why it's happening, you know, and I always think back, Okay, how are we designed? And I always think, you know. 200, 300 years ago, we were just, we were all just trying to stay warm, right? And now it's not a concern. We're like, oh, it's warm. Hit your phone. Like I literally, it's in my, on my phone, turn the heat up. Like how lucky yeah. are we, right? Before like some guy had to go find wood in the winter, like chop it down, fi- like light a fire inside. Like it's like a whole, a whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm, I, I wonder if that's just how we're still programmed, right? We just are naturally programmed. Okay. Hey, it's wintertime. I want to bundle up and stay moving less and not drink as much water because that cools me down. And it's this like natural thing that we do. Mm -hmm. And then therefore you burn less calories, but then our eating habits don't change because we're not going to change our eating habits. Like no one's going to be like, oh, I'm going to eat less now because it's winter, even though we're kind of, because if you think about it, we're probably all programmed to eat less during winter because there's less food available when we're talking 300 years Hmm. plus ago, right? Yeah. But we're not doing it. 
So yeah. I wonder. Yeah, it's kind of cool. This brings up a whole another fun topic. Totally. Yeah. That's and another thing, sorry, and another thing to note too is like if you're, you know, not moving around as much and let's assume you're spending more time at home rather than the outdoors hanging out with your friends or whatever, you know, when you're at home all day, you can get the boredom cravings, right? So I think a lot of people will eat more out of boredom in the wintertime because there's not as much to do. I mean, what are you going to do after 5 p.m. and it's dark outside, you know? Yeah. You're probably inside just watching TV, and when you're at home doing nothing, probably going to eat yeah. more. I don't know what's up with the boredom the boredom munchies, but that's a real thing, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah. You know what else is a real thing? It's the munchies. This is a funny one because it's so dumb, but we all do it. It's the munchies while we're waiting for our food to be cooked. And usually most of us, it's like, most of us is like waiting. Like we're so impatient. We're like uh -huh. such like, I mean, I'm only saying this out loud because I do it, you know, so but we're such impatient people. Um, like it'll be like literally like two minutes to warm up food, but then you'll like eat a snack while you're waiting for it. You're like, like what? Have Appetizer. Some, I mean, yeah, I know. Right. I'm like, and I'll do it and I'll look at myself like, dude, have some self-control. What do you, you're going to eat in 90 seconds. Like, mm. <laughs> like it's so pathetic, <laughs> but I do it. So if I'm making it fun of you, just know I'm making fun of myself with that one. But uh, thinking about, okay, so how do we counter the, the issues that we got to know the issues first. Mm -hmm. So those are some known issues. I some think theories. there's more issues oh, to discuss too. Okay. So, you know, if you're in the sport, the physique sport, you know, you're very conscious of how your body looks. Okay. You're very aware. You check in, you're doing that ab check, you know, a few times a day, make sure your muscles are looking nice. But in the wintertime, we're so bundled up. I mean, it's like I'm wearing long sleeves, long pants, and I'm not as aware of what my body is looking like on a day-to-day. -day. Now, I think my scenario is a little different and competitors' scenarios are a little bit different, like who are actively competing because I'm assuming you do check-ins every week if you're, you know, prepping. I do check-in every Monday. Uh, but um, let's say you're not, you know, you're not really aware or you don't care as much how your body looks because you're bundled up anyway. Who cares what your glutes look like? You're wearing sweatpants. Um, you know, who cares how toned your arms are? You're wearing hoodies anyway. So I think we're less aware of what our physique looks like. And when we are aware of how our physique looks like, it can be motivating for us to get into better shape, or it can be like a um, a harsh truth at this, or yeah. it could be a harsh truth. Like, whoa, my thighs are getting way too large right now. I better, I better tighten up the diet a bit. Since we're so bundled and just covered, we're less likely to be aware of these things. Whereas versus like in the summer, wearing short shorts and tank tops, we're like, you know, more like, Hey, I know what's going on with my body and my physique or whatever. So that's another thing to take into consideration. That's a, that's a good point too. I, I've, you know, when I first started training, a lot of the clients that I would get, you know, cause I was getting, you know, when you first start, you kind of start with normal lifestyle people is kind of how you start. Um, a lot of the times I would get pick, I would get people who saw pictures of themselves like on like a summer vacation or something and they're just not aware of it. So uh, when they would see themselves, so, so obviously if you're wearing clothes in the winter or whatnot, like they wouldn't, they still wouldn't be aware of it. So it's like when they become aware, then they start doing something about it. Right. So I guess that's a real thing too. Yeah, that's, it makes, totally. makes sense. Yeah. Just like that. And you know, you, no one wants to go to a bikini or go to a pool party and wear a bikini when they're not feeling like confident in it. And, you know, I think too, if you are a competitor, you're 
probably not going to be as motivated in the winter because what happens is after the Olympia, there's this pretty big gap (laughs) where nothing's really happening. And, you know, it's just like a three month gap or whatever. That's like no shows. So it's like, you know, not, not that motivating because it's like, well, you know, first show is like not till March or whatever. So it can be kind of discouraging for people and just being like, who cares? I'll eat whatever. It's off season. I'm not wearing a bikini anytime soon. So whatever. (laughs) So, uh, that was a good, that's a good one. I actually want to do is just keep tabs on these and then kind of go over them, like mm-hmm. on how to, we're going to solve them at the end here. Yeah. What is another one that you know of? I know you said there's a few that you could think of. Yeah. So we have our neat is down. Neat. We're craving heartier, fattier foods. We don't really care as much how our physique looks anyway, cause we're bundled up or maybe you don't care or I'm sorry, maybe you're unaware of what it looks like because you're yeah. bundled up. You're unmotivated because there's no shows, That's but also yeah, you're probably just unmotivated because of the weather and also unmotivated because it gets dark so soon. Yeah. It just, everyone's mood after, especially after holidays when you're, you know, cheerful and, and you get to see your friends and family after that, it, you know, some people go through that little mini seasonal depression because it's like, well, the holidays are over. There's really nothing fun going on. It's, you know, snowy, cold, gets dark early. It's just, it kind of puts you in a little bit of a a down mood, you know, a little little slump of like, ugh, you know. Yeah. You can, your mood, most people, their mood will take a little bit of a toll in the wintertime because let's be honest too, when you see that sun and it's nice weather, it definitely that vitamin D puts you in a great mood. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, when you're in a good mood, you're motivated, you yeah. know? You're motivated to work out, do everything you need to do throughout the day and all that, so. Yeah, yesterday's weather was so good. It was 62. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it was 62 degrees, and then I was working out out here, and I just I thought it was going to be cold. I thought was, we had our new outdoor gym, and I was like, the sun was out. I was in such a good mood. It was like, mm-hmm. it was awesome, so. So I, w- I think now we could come over and kind of counter some of these. Yeah. So the first one I think is going to be one of the most important ones out of these is going to be the neat one, right? So yeah. how do we counter the neat? And I think that is pretty critical. So especially if you're taking this physique sport seriously, and here's the thing about the physique sports is actually one of the questions I had that I answered. Uh, I think people, their goals, need their actions need to line up with their goals. A lot of the times I get people, I get both sides of people. I get people who are like, I want to get to the Olympia stage. I want to be a bikini pro. And then I also get people who are like, oh, I just want to do this, like do a show and, and just get to the best me once a year type of thing. And I'm like, that's great. I don't care what your goal is. I think it's awesome that you're just taking this seriously in any capacity, right? And I'll work with whoever. But uh, the, the problem is, is sometimes the people who say they want to get to the Olympia and have that as a goal act like the people who are just wanting to do lifestyle and just get in shape maybe once a year type of thing or do one, one transformation. And I'm like, you, you have to be super realistic with your goals. So if you are that person who says, you know, I want to get to the Olympia stage. I want to be a bikini pro. I want to do this. Like you got to understand there's not a single sport out there where people, like if you look at Michael Jordan, like, and you look at Kobe Bryant, how they worked all year long and you want to be amongst the greats in any sport at all, you're going to have to sacrifice at all times of the year. You're going to have to be dedicated to your craft the whole time. There the whole word off season really needs to be out of your vocabulary. If you are that person, everything's always going to be, you're either improving during, there's no competition time or you're getting ready for a competition, but there's always focus on that goal. So you just have to be realistic. If you want to be that person and you want to be amongst the greats, it's going to take dedication year round. So Mm -hmm. 
even when it's not convenient, you know, fitness, you know, extreme, being extremely good at anything is never going to be convenient. So, and that was the thing that they always talked about with like Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan, these guys, like they just studied their craft and they lived in their craft and they just were workaholics with their, with their field. So that's just something you have to take into consideration. There's not going to be, if you want to climb or maybe you've been doing this for a few years and you're not climbing, maybe you have to have some self-reflection on yourself. Okay. Am I really doing everything? Not just for prep. I probably would say most people do everything for prep. Probably like 80% of people who compete do pretty much hundred percent during prep. It's the, but in the off season, I would say it's probably 20% of people are doing everything during their, what they call off season, right? Cause it's like, it shouldn't be like an off season, like way off season. It should just be like, yeah, you could have a few free meals, but you're still intense focus on the gym. Everything's mm-hmm. still tracked. You're still checking in, keeping, keeping accountable, staying in touch with your coach, that type of thing. But, um, that's going to be the people who excel, you know, and you see people that pass people along the way and they're like, how did that happen? Well, I can tell you what happens. It happens in the off season, right? Which, which, you know, really should just be your improvement season only. So, so that's going to be one thing, you know, no breaks. Unfortunately, if you want to be great on anything, there's not going to be breaks Yeah. now. Um, so that's going to be, so one thing. So one of the ways that you could do that, well, if you're getting 10,000 steps a day when you're in your in season, um, maybe, and you're only getting 4,000 during winter, maybe that's something you got to make up for. You know, maybe you have to meet in the middle at least, you know, instead of getting 4,000 to 10,000, maybe you get 7,500 and you're doing more walking on the cardio. Maybe you have a treadmill at your house or your apartment complex where maybe you're working from while you're, while you're, um, walking, things yeah. like that. Get your steps in, make an extra effort to keep track of them. Maybe you're only tracking them during the winter time, not during the summertime. Right. So, um, but stay moving. That's going to be one of the biggest, the biggest things. Absolutely. You know, I think a great solution to this as well is like, you know, I'm assuming we all go to the gym. Um, you know, even if you do like an extra, like, 20 minute warm up or cool down after your workout, just of walking on the treadmill, that's something. And it adds up, you know, it does help. So, although it seems kind of like a silly thing to do because you might think it's pointless, it's just walking on the treadmill, when you're not getting in your steps on a daily basis, that's an easy way just to incorporate it, you know? Maybe you can spend that time, like I'll walk 20 minutes on the treadmill or whatever, watch uh, some motivation. YouTube videos or something or listen to a few songs to get you hyped and then start your workout and then, you know, do your thing. So I think like, you know, find a way to do it in, you know, go, go to the mall or, or whatever, you know, some, some indoor (laughs) event, um, engage in activities that's going to just get you out and and about. So, you know, it's really easy just to stay comfy, cozy inside and not want to move much, but you know, it, it's going to do you a great deal of good if you just get out there and just even just, you know, live life, you know? Yeah. There's other things you could do too, in terms of like your workouts in the gym. Maybe you go through circuits. If you're, you know, needing to move more, you can do through some circuits. You could add some more drop sets, maybe some um, supersets, things like that to keep you actually more active in the gym. Maybe doing a cardio day um, where you're having one of your days is just like a cardio day where you do prolonged cardio that day, that type of thing. So there's a lot of options. Pick up a hobby, um, doing like, like what you do, like do maybe do orange theory during the winter time. Cause that's an hour long class, right? 55 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you could do that, pick, do a kickboxing class or something like that, you know, have, have fun with it. So, um, just some things to think about if that's something you're always going through. Cause what I, what I find to be the biggest killer of people's, um, I guess vertical path, right. Or their, their path of, of excelling is always the off season. It always comes down to the off season. And I have, you know, you have two different types of people. You have people who are 
keeping it pretty tight in the off season and they're, they're excelling in the in season. And you have people who are just trying to get back to where they were the previous year. And it happens every year. And it's like, Oh, I'm just trying to look how I did last year. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to look how I did last year. And then they're the same people that are like, I want to get to the, the, the pro stage. And I'm like, you're not going to get to the pro stage. If you just look how you looked last year, that didn't, that didn't get you to the pro stage last year. It's not going to get you to the pro stage this year. This year is probably harder than last year, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's going to be thing. Some, I think some people need to like hear this, um, and really know, Hey, I'm going into the winter time. I want to be my best in the winter. That way I can be my best in season when I start prepping and start prepping from a good spot. That way I can be better than the next time, uh, next time I compete. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's, that's one of them. Um, any, I think that's a, those are some pretty decent tips there. I don't think there's anything else. Maybe um, maybe you have to make a calorie adjustment if your steps aren't. I was going to say that yeah. too. Yeah, if you know, like if your program um, is 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 under the assumption that you're given that same caloric output and you're not, you got to adjust for that. Take away a serving of fat or something or a serving of carbs. You know, consult with your coach. <laughs> but um, it's uh, just realize that you know. Be, just because like if you were consuming that same amount of calories or something in the summertime and you're doing pretty similar things and you're wondering why, you know, obviously the needs probably has something to do with it. You just got to make an adjustment for it. Yeah, exactly. And so that's another thing that I, I think is a good thing to bring up is continue your check-ins, you know. Um, that's probably something I run, I run into that a lot too, where people will just kind of stop during winter. They're yeah, like, yeah, they they can feel like ashamed or whatever because maybe they had extra extra treats on, on Christmas or they're just not into it. Like even just the act of like putting on a bikini in the wintertime, it's not as fun. Even when I checked in today, I'm like, I'm cold and I don't want to do this. Not because I didn't want to see my physique. It was more like, Ugh, I don't want to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's. Something you should do, though, honestly, even if it's just weighing yourself for measurements or whatever, do something to hold yourself accountable so that you know what's going on. Sometimes the truth hurts, but you need to see it yeah, because it's going to motivate you to, you know, start acting accordingly. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good point that you bring up there, because I have that happen quite often. People send me inquiries online and on those inquiries, they'll, you know, send pictures, their weight, their height, right? And, you know, I'll give them like a quick, like, hey, this is probably how long it'll take you, whatever, that type of thing. And a lot of times people will just send me their inquiry and I'm like, hey, can you send me your your height and weight? And they're like, oh, I'm about 150 or whatever. I haven't weighed myself in forever. So yeah, do you mind taking that? Right. And then the next thing you know, they're like, they'll write me back like a frantic email <laughs> and they're like, I can't believe it. I'm 165. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it sneaks up on you, you know, but, you know, it's just going to add an extra, you know, that's got 15 pounds. that will add an extra, you know months to get that off of you. So uh, it's, I think that that's really important to keep track of because people do that. They want to hide from it, from themselves on that. And it's, it's, I get it. You know, I've been there. I'm not, you know, I'm not above it. I've done that too, where I'm like, ah, I feel soft. I definitely don't want to weigh myself or take my waist measurement today, you know, because I know what that's going to be. <laughs> but you know, the, it's, I think it's more helpful to actually do that and to take it and to face that. And because it keeps you accountable, you know, instead of waiting like four months and then being like, I can't believe I just, I, I wish I would just would have done that because I wouldn't have let it get so far, you know? Um, so like me personally, yesterday it was, you know, Christmas day. I had uh, more food than normal. We ate out like, gosh, we ate out like two or three times yesterday, like the whole day. Like, I know, well, we didn't have, yeah, it was a weird Christmas because Kimber was supposed to be um, in Missouri and then she got stuck on the, like she got, her flight got canceled. So she was like on the plane and they, luckily they let her off. So we did like a, 
impromptu <laughs> Christmas with like no food. And we're not going to go to the grocery store like, you know, 10 o'clock at night when she gets off her plane the day before. It's going to be crazy. You know, like the whole grocery store was nuts. So we're like, oh, we'll just work out and eat and just have our own little Christmas thing. So we, anyway, we ate out, but there's, you know, the foods that you eat when you're out, it's a lot more calories. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you did that, which a lot of you probably did, it's not hard. You know, I just diet down. Like this week we were both like, oh, we're just going to keep the carbs light this week. Yes. We're going to move a little more, do some more cardio. I'm going to do circuits, this workouts mm-hmm. this week. And I'll be feeling pretty much back to baseline within five days or so, you know, but the problem is, is when you take the leftovers and you keep doing it day and day and day. Yes. And then you're like, oh, I'm just not going to weigh in. I'm not going to check in. Yeah. I'm going to ignore it. Wear my soft, looser clothes. And then I'll just face it on January 2nd. But then that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, it snowballs. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't usually get any better, but yeah, that's, that's correct. And, and for you, it was eating out, but you know, the same could be said about like going to holiday parties. I would never tell somebody not to uh, go to a holiday party or, yeah. you know, spend time with their family and on Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's when they have a tradition, like, you know, you just got to keep it in check. And, and what you said was perfect. I have like I do like a little um, Christmas guideline plan thing too. And like just basically, you know, following the next few days, we're going low carb, just kind of like the bare minimum, you know. So like it kind of helps regulate your your body back to where it was. So, yeah. you know, it, it, but if you don't, if you don't and you just keep going with it, it, it definitely, it can get out of control. Yeah. And I think another thing we can talk about too is like how we even set up those days. Cause we still have some mm. of those days coming like the January 1st day yes. and all that. So, you know, what I'll do is, um, with my clients and myself as well, if I have something like that coming up and I know I'm going to eat a little bit more, I just will cut my carbs and fats out of my earlier meals in the day. And so I'll just have like protein only going into the big meal and make sure that I'm, I'm really hydrated too. Like I'll make sure I drink a lot of water that day. Um, and then I just eat protein going into the day. And when I get there, I have a lot of calories to afford still. So mm-hmm. if I go off, it doesn't really mess me up that bad. It, like the net, I guess, net damage, you want to call it, from the intake of calories that day ends up being like 500 over versus being like 3,000 over because I didn't eat the other calories from the other meals going into it. Yeah. And I always made sure I was hydrated going into it too. So I think that's a big mistake people make is they'll like they won't eat their normal food leading up to Christmas dinner and they might fast all that time. And especially if you're not used to like fasting, um, they, you know, and then once they're like, Oh, I'll save my calories for Christmas dinner. And then once it's Christmas dinner, they just go crazy. (laughs) So I think it's important to keep at least some food going in and, you know, vegetables, obviously lots of vegetables, protein is a great way to go. That way, whenever you do get presented with the food, you're not like starving by then and like, eating everything in sight. Yeah. I find that too. Like when I put, when I do diets, so when I'm doing diets for people, um, you know, I overshoot in protein. Like the, the minimum of protein is pretty minimal. Like people, I think don't even understand how minimal it is. It's like one, it's, what is it? It's like 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of weight is what's really needed, which is like, it's like a half a gram per pound. That's like nothing, right? No, no coaches do that. Like no one, that would be you having like, you. I think your minimum would be like, 58 grams of protein for you to like get everything you need out of your and you'd probably still be just fine in the gym and all that right type of thing it's like the minimum but so it's funny because you'll have a coach that'll give you let's say like we'll give you like 160 grams of protein but you weigh 120 pounds and you'll have dietitians that'll be like oh it's way too much protein it's gonna hurt or this hurt or that and i'm like dude we run we run we i've ran every lab on like so many clients for years and no one's ever had these crazy things you know if you have kidney issues and yeah um you don't want to do that you want to be very cautious of it but Uh, For the most part, most people can do the one gram, one and a half grams a pound per pound. But the reason that I do it is one, we want to make sure that we're getting 
every single gram of protein possible that your body could use, we want to have it available for the body just in case it could use it. Because yeah, the minimum, let's say it's 60 grams for you. But what if you have a real hard leg workout and that day your body wants 90? Or what if your body wants 120 that day? It's nice to have it available just in case it needs it and it can use it to synthesize, you know, and store as, as, as protein, right? So, um, and our skeletal muscle. So that's one of the things that like, I think there's a big misconception on is like, you know, these dietitians or these experts, whatever, they'll see like a prep coach's diet and they'll be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's way too high in protein. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be too high in protein. One, for that reason. Two, it's not causing any damage uh, for 99% of people out there. And three, um, it's I feel like it's the most satiating macronutrient. People will say fat is, but honestly, this the volume and the weight of the, of the protein, I feel like that is the most satiating one. I feel like if you feel like most full when you eat like a big piece of chicken or a big piece of steak, right? Um, that like a lean steak where there's not even that much fat in it than you do if you ate, you know, 20 grams of fat. I don't know. For me, it's, it's pretty, pretty fair trade. Mm -hmm. So if you're starting your meal with veggies and protein and then going to everything else, I think you're going to have an advantage in terms of uh, being satiated. Definitely, definitely. And definitely stay hydrated as well. Like you mentioned, have some, have a few glasses of water before a big dinner like that, you know, um, because the uh, fluid itself will occupy some room in your stomach, at least temporary for the time being. And I always say this too, this is one of my tips and tricks, is like after you get done with dinner, okay, first off, please know that your stomach is going to get full before your taste buds do. Your taste buds, like depending how good the food is, is going to want to keep eating even though your stomach is full, like you're full. Um, but it's like you're sometimes you're it's like a delay, you know. So I would say this, like just be cautious of how much you're eating. Eat slow and and pay attention to like, oh, I am I am full. I although maybe I'm I'm having a craving still. Uh, I'm full. Maybe I should stop. I think being aware and in tune with these uh, cues from your body is very important. And also, whenever you do finish, uh, you know. You feel, freeze the leftovers, okay? Freeze them. I never like to waste food. I never waste food. Give them away or freeze them, okay? But don't have them sitting around. But also when you finish your meal as well, either brush your teeth or choose some sugar-free minty gum because once you get that mint taste in your mouth, you're not going to want anything. You know what I mean? Having that, that super minty taste, you're not going to be like, yeah, I want some more mashed potatoes with my mint. Yeah. It's just, it like cuts it off. So I, I would also suggest you doing that as well. Yeah. The whole, you bring up a good topic of like the whole leptin garland thing, right? Of like the satiation and uh, hunger hormones, right? So there is a, there is a significant delay in basically your leptin, which will tell you, oh, hey, I'm, I'm full now, right? That's what your, that hormone comes in where you're like, hey, I'm full. There's a significant delay in when you're actually full and when your body, when that actually reaches you. So that period of when you're full and then when it, when you actually say, okay, I'm, I'm done. Uh, it's reached, it's, I've, I've reached that point where I shouldn't be eating anymore. And you're still eating and then you like leave and you're like, oh, I'm so full. Why did I eat so much? Well, that's, that's why you ate so much because you didn't realize you were full yet. Like it didn't, your body didn't tell you that yet. It was going to, but you kept eating, right? And so like that's that's a hard thing to gear and a hard thing to figure out because it's going to be a significant delay. And that's where, you know, you run into that at like the all-you-can-eat places and stuff. And I've done it a oh. bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all-you-can-eat places, I try not to go to those because I feel like it's such a waste of money. For you, it's like, like make I, a fortune on you. Yeah, I... <laughs> 
I, my appetite is so small that it's such a waste. <laughs> and the thing is, too, with the all-you-can-eats, you can't take home the food. You yeah. know what I mean? If if I order a plate and let's say it's too much food, at least I can take it home and freeze it. But, like, you can't do that at all-you-can-eats. Nope. So I avoid those because I'm like, this is a waste. Waste yeah. of money. Yeah, it's pure profit on you, especially at the sushi place. You don't even eat any of the fish. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll eat like the little the, rices. It's like, yeah, it's like a little a fortune cookie. 80 cents worth of uh, rice <laughs> for you. The, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um... You guys are, if you're from Vegas, you know this, but if you're not from Vegas, we have probably like the best all you can eat sushi <laughs> restaurants here. I go to yeah. all of them. I love those all you can eat places, but it's so like, it's like so cost effective that I don't feel the pressure of yeah. eating like so much because it's like $30 for all you can eat and it's like good food. So I'm like, you know, if I go anywhere, it's $30 at least for a meal. So if I go there, I just don't feel like, you know, if you go to like a Bellagio buffet and it's like whatever, a hundred and something dollars, like you have this pressure to get your values yeah, worth. Yeah, gotta right? get my money's worth. <laughs> but at the buffet, it's like, oh, I'll have a couple of rolls. It's fine. It's what it would have cost anyway for a couple of rolls on the side. So uh, I don't feel it, but I, I do I do see that. But I love, if you're in Vegas, there's just so many cool places you have to go to. We talked about the low end last week, Marrakesh. There's the, uh, the sushi place, Gorilla Sushi you went to the other day where they did the that, that movie. You don't like it because it's in subtitles. Or did you watch it? What was that thing called? What is it? Squid Games. The what are you talking? You're making crap up. Did you watch it? I love that. You watched the Squid Games? Yes, oh, like, was, you know what? It was Kimber. Uh, I think. Kimber doesn't like the, the voiceover. I loved that, too. <laughs> Did you? He's making up stuff. I should take you there before they change it. They they give you... So for $5, you could crack the little Yeah, cookie. yeah, you told me. Savannah did it. Yeah. Savannah did it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. That place is a really good one, Gorilla. Uh, there's just so many cool places out here. That's why I really was happy that people got to come out to the Olympia. Everyone was messaging me the whole time. They were like, go you know, ahead. You know what I like? I like salad bars. Do you? Are you a salad bar connoisseur? I love salad bars. Yeah? Have you been to any of the ones out here, like the buffets? No, I'm telling you, I probably went out to eat maybe three times since living in Vegas. I'm <laughs> not like a foodie, guys. I'm not a foodie. <laughs> like... I like snacks though, but I'm not like a foodie. Yeah, I'm a weird breed. I'm a weird breed. You're kind of made for this in terms of your food like desires. Yeah, but you know, when I first started prepping in my first shows like years and years ago, I was very obsessed with food and very hungry and very much having cravings. But like I said, I train these taste buds. Yeah, you know, like a snake charm or something. I don't know, (laughs) but they cooperate. Yeah, I'm very blessed. You know what? I think that you, you know what it's funny is I, I said that there's another, that was one of the other questions I, I talked about too, like the people were saying, what's the best tip for getting ready for the Olympia? And I talked about that thing I said earlier, which was, you know, you got to focus on the off seasons, not being off seasons mm-hmm. and you have to have the right mentality during the off season. And it's okay if you don't have it right now, because it's just like any other muscle and it needs time to develop. You know, your, your mindset needs time to develop. And we don't talk about that enough. That's one of the biggest factors you know, I've had athletes where I'm like, as soon as you get out of your own way, you're going to get very far. But right now you're in your own way. There's nothing yeah. I can do at this point. I can't be your cheerleader motivating, like your, your only source of motivation. Like it's not going to work. It's going to run out. Right. So it needs to come from within and you need to find that, that drive and that reason why into, if you really want to climb, it's going to have to be something that you develop over time. No one's going to just, you're not just going to wake up one day and be the most motivated, most dedicated, never cheat on your diet person. So when you hear these podcasts and I'm saying, you know, you need to do this, you need to stick to your diet, you need to do this, understand that that is not something that's going to be just because you said, okay, I'm going to do it. It's going to take time and it's going to take just like muscles take to develop, your mind's going to take to develop. And I think that you're a good example of that and you don't realize even that you're a good example of that because you're just like, oh no, I just, I'm just not a foodie, but it's not that you're not 
a foodie ever. You just have trained yourself to not be right. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, think about it. If you just kind of proved the example, right? Yeah. Like you used to be, and now you're not right. Yeah. Um, I, I can have a maybe hard time. maybe we should just tell her when I got my teaspoon surgically yeah. removed. <laughs> I just got like my tongue just scraped off, like and so like. You know what's funny? <laughs> That'd be horrible. What's what's crazy is uh, I had a client that had the COVID taste issue for uh-huh. two months, and um, yeah, it was she. So she had no taste for like two months, or very very little taste. And she's like, diet adherence was no problem with mm-hmm. it because literally everything tasted the same. So it didn't matter to me. She's like, but it, I was really surprised that how much I just wanted to taste anything again. Like, Aww. and when she got her taste buds back, she actually, like, she actually went a little crazy with it at first because oh, she's like, shoot. everything tasted good, you know? Yeah. Every, like she missed taste. So it was, it's kind of funny. It's like a double-edged sword mm-hmm. on that one, right? Like diet adherence, no problem if you can't taste anything. <laughs> <Right. laughs> but as soon as you can taste something again, you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a, that was a funny, like, uh, it was a sad, really, um, human test on what's going to happen with taste. What would you do without taste buds? Well, yeah. you stick to your diet. No problem. That's, there you go. <laughs> we have data for it. <laughs> so did, did you, you didn't really have it though. You didn't get any taste bud issues, right? I had no. it for like, I had my, my taste bud issues for like two weeks, but it wasn't that everything didn't taste like anything. Everything tasted like, uh, old, like, like expired meat. Like, like the expired meat. it was terrible. Eating was for me. It was bad. I, I found that I was one of the only few people that had that mm. experience where it tasted like, like a, fresh piece of chicken tasted like it was two weeks old like it just turned out like it was oh, a just shit. yeah it was it was bad anything and it only lasted for a while it just tasted gross yeah i don't know well i'm glad your buds are back my you buds know? are i was worried you know what? that's one that is scary it's like a that's a scary like one the one thing that makes me happy <laughs> taste like if i had to eat like that if everything tasted like that for the rest of my life like that's a pretty that's a pretty severe consequence, right? Like you're like I don't know if you get used to that. It's, it's I mean, you know, that does suck, but there there are also people out there that are convinced the only way to prep is with like boiled fish and plain true. asparagus. Like there's some extreme ones out there that don't even use seasoning or sauces and like I'm like how do you do that? That's just crazy. So I mean, we've got people not here on the team obviously, but we've seen people yeah. do like Fish, asparagus, fish, asparagus for like 12 weeks. Like, how do you do that? Plain fish and asparagus. Oh, my God. So that's something similar. Like, that's that's, true. that's next level. You you know, as much as I'm good at dieting, I guess you could say, you better believe I am seasoning the crap out of everything. I am putting condiments all over it. My my chicken's drowning in sugar-free barbecue <laughs> sauce. And uh, nothing's boiled, I can tell you that. So everything's yeah, the, very tasty. I remember when I was first coaching and first starting like prep, you know, back in like 2000, we didn't have the information that we have now. So everything was like, right when you start prep, you're on Mrs. Dash. That was it. No salt, Mrs. Dash only, right? So that like, sounds like a crazy rebound after shows. It was like just the way it was. Like yeah. You started 16 weeks out, Mrs. Dash, and you toughened up. That was it. You get lemon and Mrs. Dash. That was it. Oh, Isn't that wild? That it, is wild. Yeah. It was like, and it wasn't like a gradual thing. It was just such a different world now. We had no data, you know? Yeah. I remember it was much more hardcore whenever I first started prep, um, you know, people, there were some people that, you know, just ate the fish and asparagus and stuff. And I remember, I'm not going to name names, but I remember talking to this one girl and she said, yeah, for the past 12 weeks, I was just like eating fish and asparagus. And I kid you not, like she smelled like fish. She, <laughs> like, and she was, and even during the time she wasn't like talking to me, cause you could say, oh, well maybe it's like on her breath. Like, no, her body just like 
reeked of fish. Just like it you. just came through her pores. I'm like, oh. Yeah, for you, that's like the worst. I know. I hate, <laughs> I hate seafood. Oh. So much. So much. So uh, that's, that's so funny. Yeah, it was crazy how, it's just how it was though. It's, it's funny as you just, True. whatever the culture is, you just do it, right? And yeah. It's and like, it's, it, yeah, I don't know how people were prepped. Like, gosh, we have a good, I always say, hey, what a time to prep. What a yeah. time to be alive. We've got sugar-free tasties. Well, there was this um, video, this YouTube video I was watching the other day, and it was talking about, like, you know, the disparities between the rich and the poor and this and that. And they were giving an example of, like, Rockefeller and all this money he had and all these things that he had. But they said, like, even the bottom 10% of the world today lives better than he did back then because of oh. the, he had the technology available to him, the information available, the, just everything that's available to them. Um, the temperature control, the plumbing, this and that. And I was like, that is pretty crazy to think about. Like, you know, obviously I'm taking it farther, but you know, we all live pretty good, you know, <laughs> like, For the most part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like the only fights we get in are like on digital. <laughs> you know, like back then people were fighting for their lives right <laughs> like you got drafted into war now we're like that guy said something about me on instagram <laughs> you're like who cares you know yeah. <laughs> it's so funny yeah we do have it good especially in the diet the diet world too so um anyway anything else you wanted to cover on this ashley well i think you know it would be helpful to just briefly mention at least you know how to combat the other things such as boredom eating and the different cravings you might have too you know um you know i I would say as far as like getting in your water too because that is a big thing getting in your water um it is harder in the winter time for sure um Mostly because of the reasons I mentioned, you just don't want to get colder than what you already are. I've been drinking tea a lot, and I know it's still still not even to where it would be in the summer, but it does help drinking tea, and sometimes I will drink, like, a bunch of water and then follow it with a tea, a hot tea. I've been loving, like, the dessert teas. I don't know if you've been savvy on the tea world. I've been, you know what I've been killing it on lately yeah. is the... What's that powder that I have, the coconut one? You know it. It's like little envelopes. It's on the thing. I, I don't it. know what the thing is. <laughs> on the, the, on the refrigerator the that has like coconut. You know the name of it. It starts with like a B, I think. Anyway, it's like a powdered flavored water. Oh, oh, Bolero. Boleros. Bolero hooked it up at the Olympia. I got like seven boxes of 12 of each of those. So the Boleros and the Mio is the only way I can drink, you know, my water. I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't like the way... I don't like plain water. I don't know. Plain water doesn't like you either. You know, I don't think it does. I'm a (laughs) very first world problem of me. Very, very spoiled person to say. I don't like. Right. I I have to flavor it. It's all flavored. I'll be drinking two gallons of crystal light a day. It's, it's such a like plain water. I'm like, dang, you're gangster. You drink plain water. It's like, it's like, to me, it's like black coffee. I'm like, man, you drink your water plain. That's next level, bro. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll use uh, Mio or Bolero, Um, but Bolero, they gave me uh I mean, I bought them, but they gave me seven boxes of 12 and they're like, yeah, just pick all the flavors you want. So I just went nuts and I got all these crazy flavors at the Olympia. You could just pick them one by one. I got like, I don't know, 30 different flavors from them out of the picking. And so now it's kind of makes it fun to, you know, mix it up. But another tip was, um, I saw actually Savannah had it. It was really cool. She has this thermos and it's like a gallon thermos. I think it's, it looks like a gallon. It's round. So I'm not sure, but it has time on it. Like it has her oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. You seen those? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And so that was nice, yeah. Yeah. So it's like if she didn't drink half of her gallon by the middle of the day, like it's a mental alert. It's like a mental awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're four hours behind on a third of your water, right? And so you just catch up. So that's kind of cool. Um, Amazon has those. It's like a I don't know what would you even call that? Like a 
timed water jug? I don't know. Water timer jug? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's on it's on Amazon. It's a water jug and it has like a a timer on it, like a just it just has like times, like eight, eleven, whatever, all the way down. And that's kind of cool to keep you alert of your water intake. Um, and then what was your other one? You were saying? Um, one other thing too, for the, to, to help get in the water too, I will see this from a personal perspective. Like I, uh, since I have been drinking tea and like coffees, more hot things, decafs, um, I do have an electric kettle and it's like a few liters, I think, but you know, I will put that, I'll turn it on. It'll heat up real quick. And throughout the day, I'll just pour multiple cups of tea. So that's another way to monitor how much water you're drinking as well. If you want to go the hot route. Um, and by the way, you know, what's funny is like in the UK, when I went there, that's what got me on the tea kick, like back last year. And they all have like electric kettles. It's like a staple in everyone's house. But I remember Lauren was telling me, she's like, you don't have an electric kettle at home. And I'm like, no, should I? She's like, well, how do you like warm up your tea and coffee and stuff? I'm like, I just put it in the microwave. And they're like, ew. <laughs> they were repulsed by the fact that Americans usually just put in the That's microwave. They're like, ew. The funniest story. Like, I'm actually thinking of this funny story when you say that because yeah. the exact same thing happened to me when Phoebe stayed over yeah. at my house the first time. So the Phoebe's, I don't know if it was her first time in the U.S. or not, but she was staying at my house back like three years ago in Denver. And um, I was at the gym and she was at my house, it was like one of her first days. And she's like, yeah, uh, do you have a kettle? I went through all your cabins. I couldn't find your kettle, right? And I was like, a kettle? Like, you what's- have a really bad UK accent. I know, I'm trying. It's been, I should get, I should yeah, have better by now with all the UK people I work with. How do, how does, how does it better? Do you have a better one? Um, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you have a kettle. But anyway, so she, she like went through them all looking for it. Like it was, cause that's what it was. It's like a staple, right? Yeah. It's like it. It's just you have it's one. Like, it's, it's like a spoon. Yeah, it's like a microwave at the house. You have <laughs> to have one, right? And I was like, I don't even, I was like a kettle. Like, I didn't know what a kettle was even, you know? I don't, I never used a kettle before. Like, I've heard of it, but I didn't really know what it was, you know? And so um, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, we just put it in the microwave. And she's like, that's, she was like, that's gross. Like, 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 like she said the exact same yeah. reaction. Like, it was so, like, barbaric of us. To I will say it does taste better on the electric kettle. Does it? Yeah. It does. Huh. I don't know what it is, but it definitely is better. Huh. But I like my little electric kettle. It's fun, and it lights up blue, and it bubbles, and, you know, it's kind of so handy. I have, I have all my European um, appliances now at the house because Phoebe just ordered them all, and, like, she's like, whenever you move, just take these with you and store them at the house. <laughs> so she has all of her UK amenities. That's oh, pretty nice. funny. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So, and then the last one we talked about, which was the, the, boredom, um, the boredom eating. This is a tip. Just don't. <laughs> yeah that's how you fix it you gum just, you're good at the gums <laughs> yes gum but i know yes gum is great because you know what they have many flavors sugar-free and uh whether it be the minty kind or like a fruit kind or dessert kind it definitely keeps your taste buds occupied it keeps your your jaw occupied like you know what i mean you're likely not going to want to snack or boredom meat if you're chewing on a piece of gum and i am a gum fanatic. I you are a gum you know, fanatic. I, I'm not proud to say some some <laughs> days it's a two pack a day gum scenario. Yeah. So that's how it is. The Wrigley's Five is my favorite. Wrigley's Five uh, Winter Mint. I think it is. No, the is it Ascent? I don't know. It's a 
Cobalt blue. There we go. Huh. Cobalt blue. Um, it's my favorite. So you're gonna get a bunch of gum sent here, I imagine, oh. at the prep center. I wouldn't you know, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had so many. You know what's funny is that on the podcast, I had so many Dutch Bros gift cards this year. It was awesome. Oh, wow. I have like hundreds of dollars of gift cards. Did you gift me? No, <laughs> you did get one too, though. <laughs> I'm kidding. I got you know. Well, they people were sending them through email. Like I oh, got it. Yeah, nice. so nice of people. I was Aww. like, I think like I talk about the, you know, I talk about Dutch Bros being like yeah. my thing. It's funny is that Dutch Bros was closed yesterday, and so me and Kimber were like, I can't believe it. Starbucks is open. <laughs> Dutch Bros is closed, but we still didn't go to Starbucks. And then I went this morning, and the line was way too long. So I was like super sad. So, mm. but anyway, yeah. So thank you guys, whoever sent those. This was really nice of you. <laughs> But uh, I guess with that, oh, you know what? There's one more tip. I will say people have a hard time when you get boredom it's because you're hungry. One of the things that I've found that really helps a lot of people with their hunger is obviously eating your veggies. You can say, oh, yeah, eat your veggies. Of course, that's a great solution, Adam, right? Who wants to eat their veggies? One of the ways I've found to make this an easier thing to do, because I'm not a big fan of eating veggies either, um, especially when I was personal training and I was moving from client to client, like eating veggies in between clients, it just it takes too long. So what I found was for me to get my like three cups in, on my morning shake, I would just throw spinach in the morning shake, but I would throw a lot of spinach in the morning shake, like a half a bag of spinach in it. It was like probably like three cups worth of that in it. But the spinach, when you blend it, it doesn't really taste like spinach. It just like shreds up really small, but it doesn't like juice, you know? So it just kind of thickens the shake a little bit and it keeps you super full for like hours and hours. And it also gives you your veggies in and some of your micronutrients. So uh, that's a good way of doing it. If you're always getting really hungry is maybe having that shake and throwing your throwing your spinach in there or your whatever lettuces in there, blending them up. And then you don't have to eat as much veggies throughout the day too, if you don't want to. And it keeps you a little fuller, a little longer. So that's a good tip too. So mm, thanks yeah. for the tips, Coach yeah. Adam. I like that one's a fun one. And yes. it turns it kind of green, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like the incredible my Hulk favorite when I drink color. That. <laughs> oh yes, definitely the Hulk. <laughs> that's a Hulk shake. So I guess with that guys, that'll be it for our winter woes. Winter. Winter weight gain. Winter woes. weight gain woes. Okay, that's what it is. I don't know. Should we keep the woes? It sounds so cheesy. We'll, we'll leave it to Arthur. Okay. <laughs> Pressure's on Arthur. It's up to you. <laughs> you better nail it, Arthur. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thank you so much. Remember, uh, tomorrow I'll be doing another one live on Instagram. If you're watching this, uh, going over Olympia Q&A questions. So uh, thank you, Ashley, for toughening it out for the podcast with your throat oh yeah no problem and thank you for existing yeah i appreciate that if you didn't exist i would i'd be kind of bored yeah we have a lot of fun together right i'd be very bored i don't know i'd be really bored (laughs) we do have a lot of fun together we do do. (laughs) quite the ride all right guys i'll talk to you next time bye